This is the same her that attacked you, Rig. How do you know? Oh my god. Kim, Stuart, and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 134. How are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm tired, Kim. How are you? <laughs> you haven't even had any turkey yet, and you're already tired. I know, exactly. I It's not the kind of tired I want to be. All right, well, how are you guys doing? Good. We're going to see you in a couple of days. Yep. We're recording a night early just to get ready for Thanksgiving prep. That's right. We have to I gotta travel get my stomach and all that ready. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're just winding things down, getting ready for the road. So that's it's great. Awesome. So I guess you guys are doing okay then. Uh, but I would like to know what you're drinking because obviously you have been. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking Sierra Nevada Hazy mm-hmm. Little Thing IPA. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah. don't think we've had it yet. It's been it's been up at the grocery store here for a while and I haven't had it yet. Kim, what are your thoughts? I like it. It's very crisp. It's got a bite to it and it's yummy. Yeah, you know, it's actually pretty it's not um for a hazy or as they say it's a mm-hmm. hazy. It's not um it's not too rich tasting. Not that hazy? No, mm-hmm. it is a little bit, but it's not like super rich, t- you know, like mm-hmm. thick, mm-hmm. thick flavor to it. I, I guess yeah, I, I should say. Yeah. It's very that good. That was one though. of my favorites. Wow, to yeah, it's very good. Yep. Yeah, and so they uh, Sierra Nevada, which has their brewery um, outside of Asheville, as well yep. as out in California, where they were known for having it. But their Asheville brewery's been open how long now? Has it been like mm. five, six years? Oh, at least or more. Six point seven. More, I think. Yeah, What's it's on? got some kick. Wow. <clears throat> it does have some kick. What are you drinking, Scott? Um, I'm drinking another one from my favorite brewery, No Dom. Um, they come out, they have a, like an ongoing uh, beer called the Woody and Wilcox um, Hop Experiment. Mm-hmm. And what it is, they're session ales and they use different kinds of hops in each batch to try the different combinations. I've had I've had several of them before. I'm trying this one now. I'm not sure what, in all honesty, I don't know which hops they're using in this one, but it's a different batch. Um, it's, it's very good. I really like it. Um, it's, you know, it's very hoppy, but it's not... You know, it's a session ale, so it doesn't knock you over with the flavors and so forth, mm-hmm. which is good. I, I, I actually kind of like that a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I like it. It's a very nice IPA. All right. Tonight we are discussing The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 7, Stradivarius. Mm-hmm. 
such a hefty name for an episode. It, it is a hefty name for such a little thing. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of this episode, Scott? Um, I would say that the seven quality episodes in a row now. Uh-huh. I don't think this show has ever done that. In all, in all honesty, I mean, throughout all the years, I don't think they've put seven great episodes in a row like this. I, I really have enjoyed the fact that we haven't, you know, we haven't been dragged down into one of those single character episodes that we get right. all the time. You know, I, I, I half expected maybe we would come up to one of these and just have one Daryl in the Woods episode, I which I probably same. would probably shoot myself dear, during. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I I really have been happy with it, and and you know, and I didn't even ask my question or ask this question to myself while I was watching it. But I really haven't missed Rick or Maggie. I haven't either. Tell you the, I, yeah, you know, I haven't even thought about them really. Right. That you know, I think they're doing. You know, I'm not sure how far it'll carry out and so forth, but they're doing a good job so far of uh, minimizing the need for them in this in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there there's so many storylines going on that mm-hmm. other people are stepping up to the plate and being the leader that we need. Like Michonne, I think she's been a fantastic leader. Well, yeah, but I, I, Scott's, I mean, to Scott's point, I mean, they've always been season consistently inconsistent in in their storytelling. Like right. every season, it's like you don't know what you're going to get show to show. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like just one person or is it going to be just like this wealth of too much going on? And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this season has been very consistent in how it's telling the story. And it's also done a really good job of, of covering multi-characters in each episode without, you know, the only one where, where I thought it was, it's felt a little bit too much like a roll call was the very first episode mm-hmm. of this yeah. season. The rest of the way, and especially now that we've moved into the jumping into the future, They've covered a lot of characters, but it hasn't it hasn't been um, superficial. You know, I mean, they, they, they haven't just forced them in there. I mean, they're in there for reasons. And uh, and I think they're doing an excellent job. I mean, come on, guys. This it's not it's night and day. The writing on this show right now. Yeah. From what it was the last couple of years. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, Scott Gimple probably wouldn't want to hear this, but uh, I'm glad he moved on. Because this this show definitely needed a new um, breath of fresh air, without a doubt. You know, I don't fault Scott Gimple. I think that he's done some amazing things with this show. I think, I think I've said this before that a leader can only be a leader for so long before their eyes, be, before their ideas become stale. Mm-hmm. And you always need fresh people to come in and give you new ideas and provide that fresh blood. And I think this was just his time to exit the building. And I think he did a fantastic job, especially when he first came in because he picked up a show that was in so much turmoil and he brought it around and made it an amazing thing. But um, Angela Kang is like that little blessing in disguise that we never knew we wanted or needed. Mm -hmm. And she's made some amazing changes. So, okay, when did Scott Gimple come into the the show? Season three. Oh, really? Uh, Was was that late? Season four. Okay. Was it that late? Frank Darabont was first. Yeah, but he left after. I thought the he was first like season. in the first season. And yeah. then um, what's his face was in the second season. Oh, what's his face? A very unfortunate. Oh, name. what's his face? Right. Y'all know who I'm talking about. No. Oh, Jesus. no. <laughs> it wasn't Jesus. <laughs> he didn't come in until the past couple. It's seasons. It's like right there on the tip of my tongue. Okay. 
And I know that some of our listeners are probably screaming at their radios right now. Oh, I'm sure they are. Well, they're not yet. They will. Yeah. yeah. Pro- right probably because they're, they're like, just move on to the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing, Kim, and, and I think you and I texted about this at the time. Cudlitz did a fantastic job with this episode. You know, and he, he did do a good job, but you know what? It didn't, it seemed kind of seamless. It didn't seem right. like it changed that much. From, like, from last week's hear, directing? Yes, right. Yeah. yeah I, I, whenever I hear one of the actors is going to be doing the directing, I don't care what show it is. I'm always kind of cringing a little bit like, yeah. oh, God. Well, imagine so if Norman Reedus director. What's that? <laughs> I said, imagine if Norman Reedus did it. Have right. you seen his art? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> God. Roadkill. Um, We'd be dissecting that one for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Really. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Michael Cudlitz did a fantastic job with the episode. He did. He did. Yeah, it yeah. seemed very natural. So you guys, I take it, enjoyed the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, actually coming into it, I was thinking it, it was probably one of the slower episodes. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. Yeah, it's still. I I enjoyed good it. points. I enjoyed it, but I think it was definitely one of the weaker ones of this season. Right, uh, and I think I think more because they were uh, a little bit more. I don't. Uh, some of the 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 stuff it was, was a, questionable. Like, well, what? it was a setup episode. It's set up for next week, and that's fine. But I like. I'm not. I wasn't even really bothered by how slow it was. I was more bothered by just like some of the weird tidbits that happened. You know, like why decisions were, were made. And I think we'll go through it a little bit more when we get into the detail yeah. of this. But yeah, I, I, I just had a lot more questions coming out of it. I was like, hmm. oh, okay, well, that's kind of odd. And the fact that last episode, they really did hint that there was going to be this major thing happening with the Whisperers. Right. And it really didn't happen. It was just like a no. little bit more whispering. And then, you know, But so. see, I like that because... No, that's fine. But I wanted to see something big happen. No, I and agree I know it's going to happen in the next one because the next one is the last one. Yeah. For before the break, so. I like that right. they're building up a little bit more before they just. I know. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Shoot their wad with the whispers. You just had to yeah. say that, didn't you? I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed getting to know the uh, the new characters a little bit more this week. Me too. I thought that was important. I thought, I thought that was really good. No, yeah, that was good. That was good. I, I mean, I, I think it's important that they establish those characters a little bit more and uh-huh. see how they could actually interact with our people. Are they going to be foes? Are they friends? Like, are they, you know, how are they going to interact with each other? The fight scene was amazing for that reason. Yeah. And how, how, how come it is we're in the ninth season and we haven't seen somebody with a slingshot until now? Yeah, very true. And yeah, we got two people with slingshots, right? Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, they're very adept at using a slingshot. With all these butterheads, it makes sense. They can be incredibly accurate if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is it really the first time we've seen a slingshot? I don't think I remember ever seeing any. I've never seen a slingshot. Huh. And how much easier would it be to fight stuff off with a slingshot mm-hmm. than, like, cocking a crossbow every time? Right. You might be thinking about the comic books then. Huh. Okay. Maybe so. Anyway, I thought that was that was cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, what do you guys think of old Daryl? What do I think about? I'm trying to figure out what the hell uh, Carol is trying to get. Now, I may have just completely missed it, but I'm trying to figure out what Carol is trying to get Daryl to do for her with Henry. Well, she's trying to she's trying to make him a mentor. 
Yes. For for Henry. Also, she's trying to bring him back into the fold. So it's 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 not just for Henry; it's for Daryl too. Okay, so that's what that whole conversation. Like I, yeah. I was kind of getting that out of it, but the conversation, the dialogue, was not really leading that way. Well, it was, I was funny kind of that Henry was that. the one who picked up on it before before Daryl did. Yes. Yeah, because Henry's the one who said, "You know, it's not just me she's talking about." Yeah. Like okay, like uh, Rosita scene was the very first th- thing we yeah. saw, which was kind of teasing at the whisperers. Yep, that was pretty scary. Yeah, but then we get pulled into the whole Daryl Carol thing, and Carol's asking about uh, whether he fixed the rafts, which he didn't even respond to, right? Well, basically what she's saying is, you're out here all by yourself, and you're not even taking care of yourself. You're not feeding yourself. You're feeding the dog before you eat. You're not taking care of the raft, which is going to help you fish and provide food for you, and also as an escape route, but also... You know, he's he's out there by himself. He's he's isolated from everybody. He's at danger because there's so many walkers out around now, which he even mentions. There's so many more walkers out around. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know why, but we all know why. But he's illustrating the fact that, I mean, he doesn't really care to come back. Yeah, yes. I mean, I thought it was great when he said, you know, he said, I've been searching for Rick's body. And then he said... And then, you know, I Which came to answers realization. one of your problems from last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And and he said, you know, I've been searching for Rick's body. I haven't found anything. And it just got harder to go back. Because, you know? again, he's not one of those social type people. He like he's right. a loner. And he always has been. He's a hermit. But in terms of Henry, she Carol wants him to to mentor Henry, like you said, but also to teach him like how to be tough. Well, survival skills. Yeah, and not to be just a wimpy kid who grows up in a in a civilization that doesn't know how to take care of itself. Okay. Well, yeah, she's looking at him to be the counterbalance to Ezekiel. Ezekiel is the idealist, and she needs a counterbalance. She needs a realist. What, yeah, she needs Daryl in there to to teach him the other skills, the survival skills that are going to be needed. Which right. is why he he says that he needs to learn just like everybody else did. Right, and he's kind of right, actually. Like, you don't learn yes. those survival skills until you're actually put in that situation. For some reason, I wasn't putting it all together when it was happening. I don't know what it was. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was just because of the the way the dialogue was written, but I I wasn't following where they were taking that. But right, but you don't you don't necessarily. Each generation doesn't have to get it the same way the previous generation did. That's called evolution. You know, you you learn lessons, you teach lessons. That's how right. you move on. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, Daryl's saying, well, he needs to learn like we did. Well, that's not necessarily true. They, they've they learned lessons. They can Now they can teach people about those lessons. But you build on those lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So even though Henry's a little hothead and wants to be involved in every fight that there possibly is, mm-hmm. and he should not be, but I think it's actually good that he wants to participate because... One, he's motivated. Two, he's not afraid yet. Mm-hmm. And and three, he's getting those real real world life skills by participating in stuff like that, which he showed when right. he saved Daryl's ass when that one walker came at him after his foot mm-hmm. broke off. Yep. And he if was he hadn't been there, stay away. Yeah, yeah. If he hadn't yep. been there, Daryl would have been a world to hurt. Evidently, Henry's got a real he's got a real the hots for Enid, I guess. For Enid. Yeah. Who's going to be a good bit older than him now. That's what I was going to say. What is the the age difference there? 
And he hasn't seen Enid in years. Mm-mm. I don't, I, you know, and I, of course he could always go and get hooked up with that, uh, with the uh, scary girl from Oceanside, but I think that's probably a bad plan. Yeah, no. There are, there. you know, the one thing though I will say, there's not many kids around his age, that's for sure. I don't think they've seen any. I was thinking the same thing. We haven't seen too many kids, kids period. period. Yes. But I think maybe it's like the well, old days where they kind of sequester them. When you see kids, there's generally like young kids, like running right. around or playing in the garden or something yes. like that. Right. Can, and, you know, it's, care of. Or, or they mentioned that like, uh, what's his name, gave the kazoo to the kid. Yeah, Tara. Noise, noise or, or ornaments. But uh, that was cute. Yeah, so they're out there, but evidently, you know, there's not a whole lot for uh, for Henry to go running after. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ned. <laughs> so Daryl, Daryl, Daryl does have a dog now. Daryl does have a dog, and the dog's name is Dog. dog. Yeah. Yes. And so it's okay for the dog to eat um, Walker parts. Yep. So yep. they don't turn you think, into walkers. Wouldn't you think you'd see a hell of a lot more dogs out there now? Yeah, you know, since they they have tons to eat. Yeah, you know, Stu, that is a really good point. There be should be dogs animals. everywhere. They I would, should yeah, be you, actually fighting off packs of dogs. I would I think. think so. I you'd, you'd have to run across. But we've run across a pack before, haven't we? Uh, maybe, maybe we have. I don't. I don't. It's nine years we've been watching the show. Yeah, and we ran across maybe one pack of dogs. Any urban area would be just covered in dogs. I I I, I go camping now. Mm-hmm. And you hear coyotes. Yeah. I mean, they're yep. around. They know how to hide. And it's Hell. instinct for them to hide. You know, it's so. funny. We we never really see... I don't think we see them deal with uh, natural issues. You know, like running into a bear or something like that. I mean, geez. Right. If you think about it. I, the assumption is always that, oh, maybe the walkers just, like, have taken, like, killed off the animals. Right. Because they're eating everything. Deer. But they just, you know, the hordes take over everything. When they, when they introduce them. dog, <laughs> unfortunately, what flashed through my head is, oh, dog's a dead one. Just yeah. like Shiva. It's well, only I, a matter of time. I do oh, have to story. ask, though, because I, I didn't even think about this. Did Has there ever been another character with a dog? A pet dog at all? Mm, I don't think I so. I seem to think that there was it one, would make but I sense that remember. you would have a dog. That would be a perfect thing to have around. <laughs> Somebody would have. You know, honestly, right now, all these different shows are meshing in my head. Different zombie yeah. movies and okay. Fear and The Walking Dead. I don't remember any dogs. Okay. Yeah, so that's a that's a issue that's uh, somewhat lacking in reality, I guess. Okay. Because you would have thought Herschel would, be... would have had one on the farm. Well, there's a, a reason that humans actually use dogs for so long. Because right. they were beneficial. And dogs were always around to, you know, protect. So it would seem that you would have a dog at some point. So it makes sense unless, that he's got you know, a dog. Unless but people were starving so much that they didn't feed they their They just animals kept eating anymore. all the dogs. Kind of like well, the saviors that. in the last episode. They said they ate all the horses, so they started using oh, walkers right. to pull their cart, which I still, I don't think we talked about, I still don't understand how they controlled them enough to have them, like, hang over at the side while they were sleeping. Because all the walkers were standing there with the uh, cart still the attached to them. With the bags over their heads. Yes, with the bags over their heads. So just, since they have a bag on their head, they don't move, I guess. But huh. anyways, that's a whole nother subject. But Yeah, that's a good point, though. But what is really interesting is that... <laughs> You're saying besides my point? 
your point was very interesting. <laughs> that was a good okay. point. <laughs> but everything. You had your point of the week. Okay. I'm every, done now. Everything since this time jump is kind of like going back in time, you know? Like, if, we've, we've got the dog coming in now. It's like reevaluating the world that yeah. they're living in now, which we've, is kind of a weird thing. After so many years of watching this, it's like, oh, yeah. Why didn't we think of that before? <laughs> but no, we've got the dog coming in as companion and protector for Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But we've also got the explanation of how art saved civilization and differentiated human beings versus mm-hmm. Neanderthals and right. how it's important to continue the arts and music and all that yeah, well, stuff keep, from civilization. Yeah, well, to keep the human culture going forward. Yeah, there's got to be ways of doing that. There's got, you know, that's got to be somewhat of a priority. But that's only after you've got a civilization. I mean, I loved Luke's <laughs> explanation to that. Yeah. When they were asking him, like, yeah. what is, is is this all you need, really? Is it that simple? And he's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you need. Is. Just need love. Yeah. Just need love, baby. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, you just, I mean, you just have that sharing of art or music or whatever. And that's <laughs> what brings the people together. Yes. And makes right. the connection. Such and a it's simple like, yeah, concept. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it also. I wish they had that when the saviors were around. <laughs> yeah, right. But it also brings people together to share love and to share happiness and to share all these things. Well, that, emotions in general. Right. To It's a shared experience is to, what it is. Cultural shared experience. Distract you maybe a little bit from what the bad things are, from yeah. the heartache and Well it's the thing that ties you it's the thing that ties you together as a community. Right. Is when you you know when you socialize, I mean, that's, you know, you culturally um, have the same social skills in some respects. So you socialize together and things like music or storytelling or any of these other things are the things that pull you together for that. Right. Which is why the kingdom's fair that they are trying to put uh-huh. on for everybody mm-hmm. is so important. And who better to do something like that than king ezekiel who's very flamboyant and over the top and theatrical right and understands that that sort of thing keeps people together well and they're setting so, it up they're setting it up for luke to have a presence in that as well with for all this. sure so let me ask you this what in the hell happened between maggie and michonne Mm. I, that's what I was. That was one of the things Excellent that made question. such sour grapes between those communities. That was one of the main things that was a big question mark for me, and I felt like I was alone in that. Like, really? Yeah. Well, like, why are they so pissed off at each other right now? I don't know. Whatever it is, it, she's the one thing that doesn't want um, Alexandria to be part of the fair. Michonne. Yeah. Yeah. I think the rest of them want it. But she doesn't want to be part of it. So she's for the woman who's supposed to be this society's mother of democracy. She doesn't seem to be very democratic right now. Mm-mm. She seems like she's dictating things. Yeah. Which was kind of the surprise when um, in the last episode, I guess, when we see her dealing with these new people coming in because she was kind of the cop right. dealing with all these people. Well, not only and, that, uh, though, but I mean, you got you got um, Jesus and Aaron having to meet out in the woods to keep lines of communications open between the communities so that Michonne doesn't know about it. I think something else was going on there. Well, <laughs> little but <butter. laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah, to your point, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it was kind of this weird uh, secret thing going on the side. Well, it's like everybody's working behind Michonne's back. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, to get things to happen. Think about the last time that we saw the two of them together. Michonne Uh and Maggie were already going at each other's throats, more so on Maggie's part. Maggie blamed Rick for, you know, not taking care of Negan when he had the chance. And Michonne was trying to be very diplomatic and then still lost Rick. And I think that maybe Michonne blames Maggie a little bit for sowing these seeds of doubt in Daryl and some other people. So you think it's more on Michonne's side why she doesn't want to get like she doesn't want to see Maggie. It's not the other way around. No, no, no. I'm saying because we haven't seen Maggie, so we don't know what yeah. Maggie was thinking. And it, I'm sure it probably goes both ways. Because if Maggie did not feel that way, I think she would have sent people out to keep that connection going. It's just a weird thing that all of a sudden Rick gets killed off and yet Michonne and Maggie are blown apart. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't that be something that brings the communities back together a little bit? Not, I mean, the communication's not there, but I mean, as as far as they were part of the original group and yet wouldn't you think that they would have, you know, a like bond. a mutual like affection to try and... Yeah, some some Connect something that. big happened between them two after after Rick's demise, and yeah. I'm sure we'll find out eventually. But uh, whatever it was was bad enough to get Maggie to run off with Georgie. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking that maybe the scars on Michonne and um, Daryl Daryl right. have something to do with that because they're both in the same location as where Rick's wound was, yeah. but also. Uh, like that could have been a kidney. Maybe they had to give somebody yeah. a kidney, or and, I don't well, think I that's mean that's it. something we have not mentioned is that that he does. Uh, Daryl actually shows that he has that scar, which was new to this episode, right? Right. I yeah. Mean, so he's got the same thing, but he also had another one up on his shoulder. Oh, he's right? got yeah. another X. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's got but several, he, and one on his face, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he had. The, I mean. Oh, uh, okay. Was the scar on his face new? That's new. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. uh, Henry asked him about it. Mm-hmm. I, so, right. what the yeah, hell that, is that about? But the, the cross, the cross. Is, I can't figure what that is. I mean, at first I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe the original group got that to signify they were in the original group. But then I was thinking to myself, that's way too big. That would, you know, why would you go to make have something that big? put on you that's why i think it's an some sort of organ related thing i I don't think it's that either i mean why would everybody be giving up their organs then well it's just two people that we know of so far well yeah why would two people be giving up their organs and not only that can you but kim kim Hmm. they're nowhere they're nowhere close to being in a position where they could transfer organs could it be uh, like a sadistic tic-tac-toe game i don't know what it is (laughs) I don't think so. No, because one would be an O and one would be the X. No, I don't think so. Ooh, love and kisses. Maybe that's what it is. X, X, no, hugs and kisses. Oh, there you go. Hugs and, hugs and kisses. kisses. Hugs and kisses. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. One other idea I had about <laughs> why Michonne and Maggie might be pissed off at each other. When Rick did go overboard and went down the river, you know, maybe Michonne was like, we got to find him. And Maggie's like, you know what? We can't spare the people to go look for pe- for him. Maybe. Maybe. Just saying. And she turned tail and was like, later. You lost your bow. I ain't losing my people. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? I think there was just... Because Rick wasn't that important. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe one of them felt the other one let down on the job. And that's what got Rick killed. 
I, yeah, I think that's probably it has to be. I mean, uh, but honestly, I mean, going back through the storyline, I feel like I missed something. Yeah. Is this like honestly, I did not miss anything. This you they did just not miss anything. They're just pissed off at each other for some mm-hmm. unknown reason. And obviously, yeah. the rest of the group doesn't think it should be that way. It's right. just it's just Michonne Everybody who's keeping this ridiculous. going. So really, this whole past couple episodes, this fight between them and Ezekiel talking about, oh, we need uh-huh. to touch base with the hilltop people. Michonne. It's there is like there's some major tension between it's these a, people. It's a girl cat. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the really the, the the real drop in communication is is Alexandria with everybody else. I think Hilltop and yeah. and the Kingdom still have contact, but Alexandria doesn't have contact with them. That's a good point. And and it's Michonne shutting them off. Now I don't understand why they would let her do that, but I thought I thought that Ezekiel was talking about having uh, trouble contacting Hilltop. Last time. Last Did episode. He? I don't remember that. I don't either. Okay. Well, you may be right. <clears throat> I don't remember. All right. But I think we're definitely showing that Michonne is the real problem with Alexandria. Because I, I remember talking about, like, God, I wish they would put a map out to yeah. tell us right. where these people were in relation to each other. Yeah. Because when that bridge goes out, I really don't know what that's disconnecting us right. from. But here's the other question. Now that Maggie's been gone, we don't know how long she's been gone, but Jesus is the new leader. If Jesus really wanted to be reconnected with all the other groups, why didn't he make it happen? Why is it taking Michonne coming? That's what I'm saying. I think he has. I, you know, he's obviously been in contact with, with Aaron, so he's reached out there. But yeah. Michonne's the one. Michonne's the one who's putting the block on it. Um, I think okay. I think Jesus has tried to reach out. Okay. Um, okay. That would be that would be my guess. But what about Jesus as a leader? Do you think he's an effective leader? Do you see him does, as a leader? He doesn't want to be. Does a he leader. look like he's effective? How did he get appointed a leader if he doesn't <laughs> want to be the leader in the first place? Well, because Maggie said you're the leader because he's like the most why don't trusted they just, person. Why don't you just make Tara the leader? She's the one yeah. who wants. She's Ooh, the town no, manager. That'd be a good I mean, idea. Might as well. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. I guess so. Tara annoys me, though. Does she? She's always annoyed really? me. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's funny in her some points, but, yeah, she does get a little annoying. But, uh, yeah, Jesus is a sounding board. He's not a person to make decisions. Hmm. He's a, he's the person he likes, that you, you throw decisions on and see, like, what his reaction well, is. Well, he likes to come up with ideas, but he doesn't want to make the decisions. Right. So he'll... And for that reason... It makes me feel like she probably hasn't been gone that long. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been real. He's been reelected, I guess. Right. This sounds like the first election since that's happened, since he's been appointed. And he's like, eh, didn't ask for it, but I'm running unopposed. They but, seem to be doing pretty well there, though. Yeah. And if he has enough time to sit on his laurels and listen to music that Georgie has sent, which, by the way, was not a good song... For them to do in the background of everything. Do you yeah. agree? Like was, it was way was, too... I think it was uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, it was. It was way too upbeat and like poppy mm-hmm. for what they was, were trying to depict. It was a little weird. I didn't like it. I'd have to go back and watch it. I don't even remember that. Uh, we'll put it in the podcast. I don't even remember what I said. I thought it was when I first heard it. It just, it was like when they first played that song, I was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. But it was kind of, I mean, it was trying to draw you into the fact that he's escaping from 
their reality. Who did by listening? Why to that did song. um? Why didn't anybody tell Michonne that Maggie had split? I mean, I don't know who the hell. Yeah, who who the hell did Sadiq promise not to tell her? Probably I don't Jesus. know. But I mean, the thing is, Sadiq probably has been going between right. the two villages, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows, of course, what's going on because he's the only doctor. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who, why he wouldn't tell. I don't know. Uh, maybe Jesus, would it be Jesus that told him not to tell anybody? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why that would be a secret. Right. But, and, not, um, and I guess they really have no contact because nobody else knows that Maggie's not there. I, these people have nothing else to do. Can they not, like, deliver messages to each <laughs> other? Gossip would be, all like, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, would they, I mean they, they're sharing food, don't, mm-hmm. aren't they? Aren't they having to share supplies? Why aren't they talking to each other? Well, aren't they? They've got, their own, they've got their own gardens and everything. They're, I think they're pretty self-sufficient well, t- at this point. Because they do look like they're producing their own food and so forth. Alexandra, who, who the hell knows what's going on in Alexandra? Hilltop's got better sun, though. They got to be having good, better crops. Yeah, yeah. but they got problems with mud, though. Uh, the kingdom true. is the only one that looks like it might be not as well off as the other two places, but well, they they're kind still of made sustaining us themselves. Want to think that because Carol wants to remodel, um, and they have but, Jerry, who's probably eating everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jerry hasn't gotten any thinner, has he? And no, he is not a quick mover. I don't know if you saw him run in the last episode, but mm-hmm. it wasn't happening very fast. No. But he made the earth move faster as he was running. He just dragged it all towards him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yep. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, with the new crew that came in last week mm-hmm. or whatever, I, I'm, I think I like them. I like okay. them a lot. <laughs> Uh, are you having a hard time deciding on what well, you Well, I'm like trying to decide, do we trust them? Yes. Do we not trust them? I, don't, I, I think I trust them. I trust them completely. I definitely trust Luke. Magna is still a little, you know, no, off. I trust but... Magna completely now. Magma. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think they're they're interesting. They bring a lot to the story, especially with Luke with the whole art thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. something that we just haven't seen before. So I'm glad that they're bringing that into this story. But... Um, and of course, having deaf characters, I think, is amazing. That's just amazing. So I'm glad to have that because also with this episode, we saw the different senses that we were talking about last time with the hyper visual sensory mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, is her name Rose? I think her name is Rose. Rose. With the sh- uh, Connie. 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 Yeah. yeah. So when she, you know, makes everybody stop. And thinks that she sees something in the forest. You're talking yeah. about right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. But like, the camera's got... definitely sure because the yeah, camera went because it did woods. it from their perspective, from that yeah. part, person's yeah. perspective. Uh, point, but, of, point of view from the woods going yep. back. Right. But, the, but to have that extra element uh-huh. is really cool. Well, and also, I mean, you got to see him like you're, you're wondering, oh, how did these people survive? Uh-huh. You know, they they're, seem somewhat innocent. And then when they got in the fight scene, they were kicking ass. Holy yes. cow, man. So Magna was amazing during that. She yeah. was yeah. on point. She knew exactly what to tell everybody. Even Luke, like, opened the door, the doors, the car doors. <laughs> oh, yeah. To create block a barrier. Him? Yeah, that actually was good. I mean, even though he didn't seem like. That was really like... smart. <laughs> he made an obstacle course. I would have never thought of that. 
Yeah, he kind of did like interlocking car doors to like keep him from moving forward, which was good, which was good. Yeah. yeah. And then the deaf sister and her, well, her sister. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I with, mean, they brought out the, the slingshots. Yeah, the slingshots and started taking taking people out. They knew exactly what they were doing, like a well-oiled machine. Yep. They had been doing this for a long time together. So, so that's really interesting to see another group of people who are innocent in terms of being on the good side. Right. And they're kind of like Carol and Tyrese and all those guys were back in the day when they worked so well together before other people came in and mucked it all up. But that's what they reminded me of. Season four crew. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, when they went to their campsite and saw that it was exactly what what they said, you know, Michonne got verification that they weren't lying. You know, and a, as it went forward, we got to see more of their them in action. So, you, like you said, you could see that they have their survival skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they build up the scene with Bernie, the, the story of Bernie, yeah. with yep. his loud shirt. And then mm-hmm. he shows up there to be killed by Michonne finally. And they yes. all kind of break down in that poignant scene. You know, Bernie right. looks like he could have been an asshole. Yeah. Really? You think so? Because Bernie, of that shirt? Bernie was a smart ass. The kind that, like, gets under your skin, just like they were saying. And you just want to, like, shake the shit out of him. But then again, at the end of the day, you're best friends and you're sitting around the fire drinking a beer. It was a tribute to Weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably was. Could well, actually, Weekend shirt. at Bernie's was like the other guys, I think, was were, were wearing the loud shirts. Mm-hmm. Bernie was, Bernie was just wearing playing. a suit. Yeah. Uh-oh, so. man overboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, but, you, but you could tell that Bernie was very popular to them. Well, he was, he was probably more of a cheerleader to the group. Uh-huh. He helped to keep things light. Yeah. So when we encountered this group... Two episodes ago, when Judith first came upon them and she was trying to help them escape, were they right there at where their rig was that toppled over? That's where yes. they were when Judith encountered yes. them? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's when Bernie got taken out. Okay. Because I think they they lost Bernie at that moment. Yes, because he was getting munched on right, right. before then. Yep. So, Michonne. Yeah. Michonne... Cuts in half a 150-year-old Stradivarius. Yes. Which I thought, when when that happened, I thought she was cutting his hands off. Right. Me too. I mean, it was one of those, now, like, don't get me uh, wrong. I don't want to see what happens. <laughs> not, not only that, but, but but don't get me wrong. Why didn't Luke say anything like, I'm just holding a violin? Yeah. I'm not, I don't have a weapon. I know. All he said was, I something. can't. Right. It was it was very odd the way he reacted. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. That would be poor writing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that... I mean, if I put myself in his shoes, I think I might have been a little bit scared too to have this like Amazon woman behind me with a katana. Well, I would have put my hands in the air with the violin over my head and said, "Look what I'm holding! It's a violin." Oh, that's true. He it it, that. it should have been something where he's standing there and she he turns around right away and then boom. No explanation. He didn't even need any dialogue at that point. Like, right. he didn't need to be like, oh, don't touch me because I have this. But the look on her face when she did do it was like, yeah. shit. Because, it, yeah, it looked like she just, they wanted to make it seem like she just killed him. Yes. Or cut his hand off or something. 
Right. But she's right. she's fighting with herself so hard to not like these people and to yeah. not trust them. She's and trying, for him trying to, to do it with everybody. Yeah, and for him to only have a violin in his hands mm-hmm. was like, damn it, now I have to be... Mm-hmm. Like, I have to kind of like these people. Yeah, maybe these people are for real. Yeah, I have, exactly. to, let, I have to let down my guard a little bit because I'm stupid right now. You know, it, but the funny thing with this whole thing, though, that... I. I guess they just don't, they're not running into new people anymore because they're really weird around the newbies. Michonne is and the rest of them. And DJ. Hey, we got a new character, DJ. Who? He's the guy that's always in the background. Who's DJ? He's the dude. DJ was the guy that went with Michonne and Sadiq. Oh, the blonde to guy. Escort that. Yeah, with the uh, beard. Okay. Wasn't he a we've savior? Been seeing him for, we've been seeing him for a year in the back scenes of a, of a lot of stuff, but never knew who the hell he was. Now, now he's, he's stepping up. Yeah. It's, it's <coughs> DJ. DJ, give him the weapons back. All right. Well, a little, you know, let's give it up for DJ. All right. Yeah. All Good right, job, DJ. DJ. Welcome Good to the show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. He was washing dishes before or something. Well, whatever it was, he's At happy to be on the show table. now. Oh, this is I know a- what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say, at this point in the in the show, like we're what? We decided last week we're about nine years in so far. Uh, you decided. like it. that. You decided. I did not agree with that. At this I thought it was like six years. No, we just oh, did a six-year time jump. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes. I was pushing for 12. Well, no. okay, whatever. I'm saying that at this point, people should be kind of like squared away with where they are in life. Like yeah. they should have some sort of settlement or something going on, like a group of people that they are uh-huh. cavorting with. Mm-hmm. So they to do. see new people is probably really strange because people are starting to settle down now, like they are. Yeah, but there's <clears throat> still people roving across the countryside and so forth. Well, that's and that's where when these people showed up at first, I kind of thought, like, well, this is kind of weird. Because you have this group that almost seems innocent. Like they don't really. I mean, they they've definitely been dealing with something, but it hasn't been. They haven't been dealing with it. They as weren't long. innocent. It wasn't that they were innocent. They were desperate. Yeah, but to they see them desperate. actually fighting, it was like, oh, right. all right, cool. They but know I mean, what the hell but I doing. think what we what we what we saw originally made us think that they were inexperienced. Instead, it was just their desperation. Yeah, they yes. were at the end of their ropes. Yes, that's what it was. They were not. You know, they were not inexperienced by any means. They had right. fought their way through it. <laughs> And they've already told us they were in two different civilizations, at least, right. before they came to this group. Yeah, so obviously they weren't too good. Yeah. Um, no, the one thing I do want to ask about before we take a break. Why don't you ask? C. Thomas Howell? Fuck yes. C. Pony Thomas boy. Howell. Showing up. I mean, was that like, is he just going to show up with like a message from the hilltop and then go away? Well, he, yes. I, 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 they interviewed Cudlitz in the after show, and he's evidently one of his friends. And he said, hey, I want you to come and, and play this part in there. And C. Thomas Howe said, I'll only do it if it's a character that doesn't die. So he can come back. Okay. So he can come back. So who knows? Maybe he will be back. The funny thing, though, is the whole reason he's on there is because he comes from a family of horseback riders, of stunt guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. His dad mm-hmm. is a horseman, and... Also an actor, and didn't he say he lived in Georgia too? He's in Atlanta. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's right. so many actors living in Atlanta now; it is unbelievable. And how come we are not seeing them on the streets when we're downtown? Or well, wherever? you got to. You really got to get out more, Kim. Oh, I know it is. We have five children. 
Oh. And we yes. could not leave the house yeah. for the most part. Yes. That we should just leave the house all the time. You're though. not going to, you, you probably aren't going to run into them on the soccer field. Mm. Um, I could. Yeah, but not in your soccer fields. There's gonna lots be a little of bit celebrity, like, sports people who live in our area. But it's C. Thomas Howe. I mean, shouldn't he be, like, fighting for turf somewhere? No. no? Like in L.A.? With, with like, a switchblade? <laughs> like, downtown? From his pony boy days? Yeah. No? No. No, that poor guy has been relegated to B-movies yeah. big time. <laughs> he's no he, longer an outsider. Which is terrible. I always liked him. I thought he was a great actor. But I did, man, too. He's like Sharknado guy now. What was that other uh, show he was on recently? He has been doing a lot of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah, a lot shows. of sci-fi movies. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I can't remember now. It was really cheesy. Yeah, but that, that was a really weird play for him to come running to, or like <laughs> charging down on the horse is like what i thought it was awesome yeah, what but was he doing there if you didn't really know see thomas howell you would have never guessed with all that facial hair and stuff like oh come on if you didn't know who that was i mean you're not a child of the 80s no <laughs> <laughs> all right so so we you know we we I, I always put together this um recap of the show right and i love the says wait a minute is that C. Thomas Howell? It was. Two rando hilltoppers. One of whom was, I couldn't make this up, C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great little uh, yeah, well, cameo. It was, a, it was a funny gimmick is what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> but the more and more popular this show gets, the more and more like famous people want to be on it. It's cool. It's pretty cool. I yeah. love it. Well, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back in a minute. So we're back, and I think it's time for Hit or Miss, right, yes. Kimmy? Yes, yes, Kimmy, yes. you want to roll out of the shed with this? Give me a hit. Okay, so my hit was Rosita. Rosita? Mm. Really? Okay. Why is that? Well, we barely talked about it in our earlier discussion, mm-hmm. but that intro scene to the episode... Yeah, it was frightening. was super scary. Yes. She was losing her freaking mind. Yeah. I think I grabbed you and I was like, did I miss something? What did I miss? Did I miss a few minutes? Like, where's Eugene? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Stuart was coming out of a coma. Yeah. Um, He was like, it's okay. It's okay. Where's Eugene? No, but the way they did it, and it didn't last very long either. No, it was real short. Yeah. So what you said was, you know, like, understandable. But, like, the whispers in the... We don't know if they were in her head or if they were in the woods or if she heard him at one point and she's just reliving them. But it was all like, don't let her get away. And where is the other one? It's yeah. so they were like she stalking was freaking her. Out. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for her to pass out mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that, it's like, oh, my God, is she going to get attacked now? Is she going to be the first victim? Like, what's going to happen? And then they just left us. Yeah. And then it was, it was Jesus and Aaron that found her, right? Yeah, because yeah. she shot off the flare gun. She right, had enough brain, right. about the brain capacity yep, to, to do that. Yep. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and then they found her, and she's like, Eugene's still in the barn. So apparently they got away from where they were buried in the mud. Right. And ran. Got to a barn, dumped Eugene But they were still followed by this huge herd of walkers that have somehow Mm -hmm. evolved Mm -hmm. and have now become this monster that no one could have ever imagined. It's exciting. It's like the Pepe Le Pew of hordes. Mm-hmm. They somehow, it, no matter how far you run, they're right there. It is deathly mm-hmm. frightening to imagine something like that happening. Yeah. Except so still a pretty small group or a slow group, though. Well, whatever. They're That's coordinated Pe- now. It's Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. He, never, he never ran after anything. No, he didn't. He didn't need but to. But he was always there. He was always, always there. there. Stu, your hit? My hit was, uh, I think, as was mentioned earlier, the development of our new group mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, they're going to be sticking around. Yeah. I kind of wish, um, you know, we saw a little bit more of their introduction with Hilltop and, and what was going on. But I, right. I thought uh, I thought that um, that was good development. Yeah. Definitely. It was not, you know, it was not wasted time. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, it was the... The hit was the final scene with Bernie. I thought um, Magna's reaction was so heart-wrenching as she Mm -hmm. realized it was him. And that's when I, you know, that's when I realized that Michonne would, that Michonne realized that these people were for real. Because she she put him down very gently. And she she knew that uh, the way Magna was reacting was genuine. That they really did love that guy. And um, yep. so I thought that was a really fantastic scene. And I think it sealed the deal for Michonne. I, I do have to ask why. I mean, she said that she was um, not going back for her own promise to her daughter. But why? Why do you think that she wasn't going to go on to Hilltop, like deliver them to Hilltop? I do, uh, uh, other like, than the Maggie thing, like when Maggie was out of the picture, like why? Why the hell was she still like not trying to go? Michonne, she kept making is, up Michonne excuses. Is, is she, it's, it's. I think it's because she's so isolationist right now. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with these other communities if she doesn't have to. So yeah, I think she was just kind of like, I just wanted. You know, she was. I think she was genuine when she said, "I just wanted to see if they were for real." And and then she was going to turn around, but she she's the reason why the Alexandria is not communicating with these other communities she she's very she's isolationist Uh, you know also too though i don't think we've seen her so far away from alexandria in the past couple of episodes since rick passed away supposedly passed away so she actually could be sticking close to home because she does have two young kids that she has to take care of and she's their only parent now yeah right so the one thing that i noticed was that uh something i haven't seen in any of the characters uh, up to to date was the uh, well i shouldn't say not up to date like um maggie kind of showed this before was kind of being like the executive class uh-huh. where i think michonne is kind of mm-hmm. in that role now cuz she's leading her people you see jesus mm-hmm. yep. maggie was doing it before right and it's i mean it's kind of to me that's Kind of an uncomfortable position to be in. To be the leader? Yes, to be the leader and like, you know, uh-huh. like... To be you perceived have expectations. as better? Yes, you have expectations, but these are people that were doers. These were people that were out there like yeah. making sure that everybody was safe. Mm-hmm. And now they're having to instruct people as to what to do. 
Right. And and for me, that that seems like an, an odd position for Miss Michonne. You think Michonne? She's still, the warrior, not a leader. You right. think Michonne's still stealing away in the night to go chop up walkers? Maybe I wouldn't Maybe put it same. past her to get that off. Get her blow out that steam. Mm-hmm. Kim, you got a miss? Yeah. My only miss is something that I've already mentioned, and that is the song choices. Mm. I think the song choices for this episode killed all of the emotion that I had built up in those scenes leading up to the songs being introduced. They just didn't do it for me. Hmm. I have to go back and look, watch it again. I don't even remember that to tell you. Were the there truth. more than one? There was a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the end song either. Okay. All right. Mine's a simple one. Why didn't Carol finish the haircut on Daryl? Yeah. yeah. What hair? Because I actually got excited when she started cutting his hair, and then that was it. I was like, "What the? F-? Like he has a lot more to cut off." I got excited because of the way she was touching his face, it was so gentle, and kind, and romantic. Okay, now you're okay. You're, yeah. And I was like, "I wasn't going there." There was nice music playing in my head because I was like, "Oh, here it is. Wait. Oh, oh, here it is. Oh my God, it's gonna happen." And then it didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, that was not my reaction. Yeah, that wasn't my reaction either. <laughs> no, it was it just cut the hair off. Like, you know what? Daryl was a lot cooler when he had shorter hair. How can you? What do you how mean can he was you cooler? Get, how can you not? Get, I mean, how do you get to the lice if you don't cut the hair off? Yeah, that's very. Good I actually point. thought she was looking for lice at first when I saw her doing that. Why would he not I'm have glad lice? It wasn't that? Why would he not have lice or fleas? Yeah, good point. Good point. Yep, he's got something. I'm sure. He's got but the, the itchy way scratchies. she was pressing his face, I was okay. like, oh, maybe, Carol. Maybe, Ooh, cool, cool, maybe cooler is not the word. Part. Maybe Ooh. he was more genuine when he had shorter hair. Why? What does that have to do with it? He is sexy hot with the long hair. Because now Really, that greasy, nasty hair? He's yes, just an actor it, with like oh, hair no. that he's not going to cut. The way it hangs in his face over his eyes and it's all mysterious and you smoky. You covers how he actually looks? No, that man is gorgeous. <laughs> His gorgeous squinty eyes. Mm, he can s- never mind. <laughs> he never can mind. squinty eye on me all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, but for some reason, Kim agrees. Okay. She's wondering how we can get an exit no. plan from this yeah, conversation. Do you, do you need a second? Honey? I think I might. I need a swig of beer. Okay. <laughs> Scott, you go on. Like a fan Kim's a becoming a little verklempt. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, wow. I mean, my the miss of Daryl's haircut was high on my list, of course, but that was not the okay. only thing. The, the, I think the biggest one for me is why do we have the only doctor, Sadiq, running around like some Uber driver trying to take people to different places? But he's not the only doctor anymore. He's pretty much. Because we have Enid. Enid's not. I'm trying to say is why is th- why do you have one of your few doctors escorting people from community to community? He's a hugely valuable asset. Yes. Didn't he? Didn't didn't Michonne say that he was going to check on something? No. He she said you need to go with your patient. But oh, the patient. That's yeah, cool. but but what's her name? Was she's fine. Yumiko. He should be protected more than anything at this moment. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I just thought it was the stupidest thing. It's like whenever you, you know, when you have, go back to the old Star Trek days when Captain Kirk was on an every away team. You don't usually send the captain. Yeah. Right, right. But they did always send the captain and Bones. 
Right. The most valuable asset you have, you don't send <laughs> down in the... Well, because they were usually going down there to fight off, like, some alien hot women. Well, I know what they were doing, Stuart. I mean, okay. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> That's why you had the red shirts. Exactly. But I, I just, uh, but still, you're, you're hugely valuable assets. You're not just going to be using to escort people to yeah. from one community to nope. the other. I thought no, that no, no, was no. ridiculous. No, you're right, because especially if Enid's already at Hilltop, then they need to keep somebody behind at Alexandria. I think it's it's very telling in the fact that he's the one that knows all the information between the communities that no one else knows. Right. So it's like he's the only one. Well, he's going tra- obviously the two. traveling back and forth. Yeah, but, he's the only one going between the two communities to figure out what's going uh-huh. on, but probably the most valuable asset they have. Right. Unless Aaron is going back and telling him all of this well, information because he's uh, been uh, meeting uh, up with Jesus quite regularly. If, if I, but I would hmm. think if you're sending, <laughs> if you're sending some, if you know, if you know you got hordes of these walkers around, you're going to send a whole crowd around Sadiq if he's going between two places. Yeah. You're going to not, not, not just TJ or DL or whatever his name was. DJ. DJ, him too. <laughs> JR. Uh-huh. But even when Michonne and Sadiq were on the horses riding next to the wagon, yeah. the two of them were just, you know, la, 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 we're going for a Sunday stroll through the woods. And I'm thinking there could be anything out in those woods, like with a bow and arrow or a gun or whatever, that are going to take you down. And there aren't, there's no protection for either one of them. They're right. both the most important people for <clears throat> Actually, Alexandria. the same thing happened in last, uh, last week with um, Carol going out with Henry. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were just like, well, it's no big deal. We're just right. going. I mean, these people have been around a long. I mean, Henry definitely does not have the experience to be going out. But yeah, um, they're the royal family. Yes. But Carol knows. I mean, these this is dangerous territory everywhere they go. They at any moment they're going to actually every moment mm-hmm. in the show that we see. Mm hmm. Well, Walkers obviously, there's still there's still saviors wandering around out there and stuff like that. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you know, you d- yeah, you're just not going to send Sadiq out there as the escort. No, no. So anyway, that was my bit, my pet peeve on the show. I thought that was a little okay. ridiculous. Agreed. I have an honorable mention. No. Nope. Next. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> it's a quick one. It does not Onward need discussion. Onward and upward. Go ahead. And that is Aaron's arm. Oh. His amazing metal arm and hand that he has now. Yeah. That has been handcrafted of metal. Was that a hit or a miss? It's a hit. I think oh, it was okay. pretty cool. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. We were talking about misses and you brought up another hit. He's he becoming like the Iron Man. He did man have it in of... the last episode, though. Yeah, I know. But we got a good look at it this yeah. time. Yes. When he, he was sitting with down with, J- with Jesus. Well, he was fighting yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's becoming like the Iron Man of the apocalypse. Mm. It's pretty cool. Okay. okay. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. All right. So we have some listener comments. Quite a few, actually. Yeah. Okay. Do, boy. Eileen McGuire at Lovey McGuire said, Henry's looking for a house call from Dr. Enid. Emmeline Veltkamp said, what is going on? I haven't been this excited about the show in seasons. I have so many questions. Why do Daryl and Michonne have matching scars? What happened between Maggie and Michonne? How did Aaron become Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in only six years? Can Cudlets come back and direct more episodes? 
Nice. That scene where Aaron flies through the air and knocks Jesus off the horse. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, when he, yeah, he just kind of jumps out of the bush at, at him, yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Not believable. Mm. Wow. Well, Maybe. you didn't see a moment before that he was, he was swinging on a web. Yes. Or jumping on a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Those were springing nettles. Yes. Yeah, and with the whole Cudlets thing, I wonder if Andrew Lincoln is going to be as good as Cudlets when he comes back in season 10 to direct. Oh, of course he will. He'll be incredible. Like I said, every time I hear one of the former actors and so forth they're directing, I cringe. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Andrew Lincoln shits gold. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, if you have an understanding of what the story is because you were an actor on the show, doesn't Mm -hmm. that lend you a bit of... Well, okay. Honestly, if, 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 if the actors are coming back, then yes, they they've they understand how directors have been telling people what to do the entire time. So yeah, they, uh, but it's sometimes it's like a former uh, ball player becoming a coach. Sometimes they still have a hard time seeing it from the eye of the coach. Yes. Yeah. They don't they don't see the complete picture quite as much. Right. So, yeah, they can say, oh, I've watched directors do this for a long time, but they've never, not necessarily been in the director's eye. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it has always been an amazing thing to me to actually think about, like, how they shoot scenes, like ending scenes, and then those uh-huh. at different time points. Right. Mm-hmm. And keep it like, all organized. Kinda, yeah. And, yeah, they keep it organized. And connected. But mm-hmm. sometimes they do it to confuse the actors. As mm-hmm. to what how the storyline actually is coming together, right. and they'll shoot things like in two or three different scenarios, right? So even the actors don't know what's going on, right? So um, yeah, the directors have a completely different viewpoint as to what was happening. So right, we'll see. Yep. Cutlets okay. did a good job though. He mm-hmm. did. Courtney Hahn said, "Loved it. This season has been so great." Also, just found your podcast. You guys do a great job. Can't wait for the mid-season finale. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Courtney. Courtney. Very nice. Awesome. Very You're cool. awesome, too. <laughs> uh, Joe Johnson said, Loving Jesus being in charge, even though it looks like Tara is eventually going to be the one. Does the matching Daryl Michonne scars and reluctance to communicate with Hilltop indicate some type of civil war took place between Alexandria and Hilltop within six years? Side note, the Whisperer's leaders are actually shown in the opening animation scene. The Whisperers are actually shown in a lot of scenes if you look close enough. Yeah, but are they in the animated scene? Uh, He says they are, and he posted a picture of it on our Uh Facebook page. Yeah. I, Joe, you're going to have to explain this to me. I don't understand how you can say that those are definitely the leaders, so just tell me what you mean. They look like any other walkers to me in that scene because they're just, just silhouettes of walkers. Or is it... So it isn't the main walker you see. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's the silhouette of walkers in the background. Hmm, I have to look That he's up. referring to. Gotcha. As for a civil war, I don't think there's been a civil war. I think there no, would be more strife going on between the two groups if that had happened. There was maybe a civil war between Maggie and, and uh, Michonne. Michonne. No, the other, the other people don't. You can tell they don't have a problem with the other community. Yeah. They'd like to have more contact with the other community. It's something with Michonne. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's on a personal level between the right. higher-ups. Yeah. Uh, Mark LaVarnway said... Mark LaVarnway, I haven't heard that name before. 
<laughs> he said, uh, interesting twist. Did anyone pick up Carol telling Daryl he just needed to let it go? Yep. Same thing he told Rick. Glad mm. he did let it go. But man, is he crushed by Carol being with the king or what? He who hesitates is lost. Oh, and don't go back to Rockville and waste another year. Uh, Aw, that's, REM that's, reference. Yes, REM reference. Thanks, Mark. Sure. Yep. That was nice. That was yep. nice. Yeah, so Daryl. I think, I actually, see, that's why the whole hair thing, I was like, there's some <laughs> chemistry there. It's going to happen. She's going to have a little side fling with Daryl, unbeknownst to the, to the king. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. Scott looks like a dead fish, by the way. Yes. Just to illustrate it for everybody. Scott's else. over it. Yeah. Not happy. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Daryl, let it go too long. I'm sorry. Sorry, bud. Happens oh, to the elderly. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> to the elderly. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Emmeline has already commented once, but she made another comment that was actually really interesting, so I thought I would read it for everybody. Okay. Question for everyone. I went back and watched last week's episode again. Is it possible that Michonne was not talking to Rick when she was in the bedroom? It felt different than when she was down by the river talking to him. She acted more agitated in the bedroom scene. She also closed the door a little bit and moved so Judith could not see into the room. If there was someone in there, maybe that person is connected to the X-Scars. Who? Michonne. Oh, the X-Scars. Gotcha. (laughs) Not the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> we have a new group. Um, I I don't know. I still felt like she was talking to herself in that. Yeah, scene. I don't think I don't. I think that's digging a little too deep. I don't think she was talking to anybody else. It's point. not like the way you're writing this, Emmeline, Is like there's like a little Rick doll that's sitting on the bed that has become Rick himself and has like animated in mm. real life like a scary horror movie. And she What was she talking about um, in that scene? I can't remember when she was... What was the conversation? Mm. Well, it was more of an argument kind of conversation. Yeah, she was very fierce in this one. Yeah. It wasn't a I miss you type of Rick conversation. It was like I tried my hardest and it didn't work type of conversation. Almost as if she was talking to like a Negan type character. It was was like... um, Or if she was talking to Negan. It was like, uh, why do you always push the toothpaste out from the top of the tube when you should use the bottom of the tube kind of thing? Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay. Which, I mean, it seems like more of a personal thing. Okay. Right. All right, we'll lock it down with the toothpaste then. Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) God, what idiots. Uh... Next week on The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 8, Evolution. A small rescue mission braves a dangerous herd in their hunt for a missing comrade, only to discover a surprising threat that could doom them all. Dun-dun-dun-dun! Uh, do you think, it, since this is the last episode of the, the before the season, well, season yes. break. It's, it's the mid-season. mid-season. Mid-season finale. Sorry, I always forget that term. Yeah. Um, you don't think something big's going to happen to you? No, Stuart. Okay, okay, I didn't think so. Okay. Do you think someone's going to get killed? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of hoping someone at least disappears. Well, we've had a lot of people disappear recently. Well, I'm hoping, like, for a little bit of a cliffhanger. 
And that maybe that person will, their storyline will be resolved next part of the season. Hmm. So for our ne- next episode, should we make someone disappear? You? Possibly. <laughs> no, me, me. Oh, let's Please, run a me. contest. <laughs> Who who's going to be? Who's going to be the first <laughs> victim of the whispers? Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about us. Okay, fine. Uh, or who should go away of our trio? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put Eugene out there as the first victim. Really? Because he's yeah. with everybody at this point. I just want him to be the first victim. You want him to be? <laughs> I like Eugene. I think uh, I think DJ or DL or JT or whatever his name is. The initial guy. Initial yeah. guy. Okay. The initial guy. Huh. Okay, who do I think? So typically I would Tara. say Rosita. Oh, yeah, Rosita probably. But she's... Nah, she's already in she's the safety at, of the camp. Yeah, so. she's at Hilltop, so she's safe. I'm going to go with... Aaron. Oh, maybe. Aaron? No. Yeah. Well, they have to establish more of a connection between Aaron and Jesus. Just like quite, like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I don't think that story's away. done. I don't think that story's done between yeah. Aaron and Jesus. I think yep. there's still more to be said with that. Yep. I think it's Michonne. No. no <laughs> <laughs> it's Daryl. Daryl's going to die. Henry. Nah, they've already done that. They're not going to kill off another another Carl. Okay, so who did you say, Scott? Uh, I, I I was jokingly saying it would be Mr. Alphabet Soup, TJ or oh, that's right. DJ yeah. or PG. Or Mr. Letterman. Mr. Letterman. Do you really um, think that's going to be him? Well, if it was, I don't think anybody would care. So that's not really relevant. Um, he's a bit player. Um, I don't know. I mean, they got to get rid of somebody. Come on. Why do you, why do you say they have to get rid of somebody? They have to move that storyline along and show that they're really and because scary. they always they always kill somebody off, somebody big. Well, that's not, why they're not big. That's but why like, it's predictable. So maybe they do something unpredictable. Yeah, but I still I think they're going to stick to that. one. I'm going to throw this out there. Oh no! Here Whoever comes. wins this contest. Guess what? Gets a t-shirt. Oh, okay. Make it happen. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we can make that happen. Okay. Sure. All right. You get a t-shirt, people. If you oh, win this, this contest. The, okay. contest. Not us. The listeners get a t-shirt. All right. We all have I, our t-shirts. Well, I need a I t-shirt. I don't have a t- I want a t-shirt, <laughs> damn it. You all have t-shirts. What are you talking about? My t-shirt's old, man. <laughs> I want a new one. <laughs> I'm going to win this contest, damn it. Sorry, Mark. This is going to be our first <laughs> listener contest. Okay. You're really dragging this out. Do you want to? Okay. All right. Did you actually put somebody out there that you're. I said Aaron. For? Oh, Aaron. All right. So I'm saying Aaron, Rick, uh, Rick. Scott. I said Eugene. <laughs> Scott says. I still haven't said Somebody anybody. with initials. Um, you said Letterman. Letterman. David Letterman? <laughs> yes, that's who it is. No, let me think here a minute. Who in the hell? <laughs> C.H. Howell? Um, C. Thomas Howell? C. Thomas Howell, sorry. C. Thomas Howell? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. C. Thomas Howell. I hope it ain't Luke. That would suck. No, it's not going to be Luke. You, well, you know, you're actually, Miko. You're, you're Miko. No way. Who? Miko? Yep. The girl Yumiko. from the group. No. 
You know, that's one thing. The one, the the one thing that we band. didn't talk about is that now she actually she actually seems pretty cool and yeah. uh-huh. seems to be a good part of uh, their group because she's relatable to Michonne. That's why she'll go. Yes, but um, we didn't really have that from last episode, so that was a good plus this episode. But yeah, mm-hmm. she's gonna die. Yep, she's I the one. I can see that. Okay, wait, make it official. Who are you saying? Uh, Eugene. Eugene, Yumiko, Yumiko, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I am Aaron. Okay. I call and her I'm Yummy. Legend. Yummy, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, people, give us your answers on Facebook or on Twitter. Yep. And I'll make a post on Facebook about it, too. Cool, yeah. And if you win, if you have to predict who the first person to die will be by the hands of the whispers. Yeah, yeah give me 30 days to get that t-shirt to you, though. Sorry. And if there's more than one of you, does each person Stu's get a good t-shirt? for it. He's not good for a lot, but he's good for how, that. Well, how many t-shirts are we getting? What are you talking about? It's like, you, it's first, second, third, maybe. But there's three no first. But there's no first, second, third. There's a one. There's only <laughs> you one. You get it right. The first three people to say it? There can be only one. What do you want to do? First three people or what? Yes. First, first yes. three people. If there are three people that guess the, the same answer, yes. All right. First we'll three people t-shirts. get a t-shirt. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Done. And First con- contest. And we'll give one to Scott. Yes. Yay. This is I exciting. Have, I don't have any Only clothes. if you guess the same thing. That's if, if Scott gets it right, then he gets a t-shirt too. Okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I, I don't have any clean clothes, so yeah. Yes. I want a t-shirt. Yes. Excellent. So, Woohoo. So I'm yummy, excited. So Yummy's got to go. Off with our head. Scott actually doesn't even have a chair he's sitting on. He just sits on old laundry. Right? I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and it, which is really actually very comfortable, but it's not the best smelling situation. It's, yeah, and it's not very supportive of your back when you're like sitting yeah. for so long recording. Oh, so. well, if you wear your jeans long enough, they can stiffen up and be yeah. nice supportive. <laughs> old laundry <laughs> and beer can. He adds beer cans at the bottom and then puts old laundry. Yeah, on they top. make a little bit too much noise, though. I had to go without yeah. the beer cans too. I got oh you. my god! Sorry. All right, all right, all right, everybody, give us your answers on Twitter fear, at Fear Me Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. And you can write to us, but this does not count for your entry into the contest, at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. She doesn't want to be part of it. So she's, you know, and for someone who was supposed to be the. This. <laughs> I half wanted an, an alien to come out of your mouth. <laughs> that <was> so funny. <laughs> Oh, it hurts.